Suji sent me a message where he wanted to know about personal net worth statements. Hey there, it's uh, David C. Barnett, and you're tuned into Small Business and Deal Making, where we discuss buying, selling, and running privately owned businesses while managing risk. So if you're looking to make your own way in life by being a business owner, or you're looking to grow or exit the business you already own, then you come to the right place. So I got this comment from Sujit, who was watching uh, the video I made about uh, business brokers commissions, um, which was called, Hey, Mr. Broker, can you share a paycheck with me? Um, Sujit sent me a, a, this question about personal net worth statements. And um, he says, you know, a personal, uh, personal statement of affairs or a personal net worth statement is part of the conversation that you always have with a lender when you're gonna be making a business loan. And he asks, are there certain things that you can do to make your net worth statement look better for the banker, right? And so here are some of the things that he suggests, you know, if you lease uh, versus own things, does it make a difference? It does owning a property make a difference? Um, and what about, you know, the prices that you put on the different things? So for those of you who don't know, a personal net worth statement or a personal statement of affairs is basically a balance sheet for you as a person uh, where you list out all of your assets and your liabilities. And if the assets are greater than the liabilities, then you have a positive personal net worth. If you owe more than you than your assets are worth, then you have a negative personal net worth. Or some people might say that you're insolvent, although the the definition of that's a little bit different because a lot of people might say it has more to do with your ability to service debts that you have, whether or not you're insolvent. So for example, a young person who's in their third year of university studying to be a doctor could have a huge student loan, very little in the way of assets. They could literally have a negative personal net worth figure, but they don't have to make any loan payments until later when they're graduated and they'll be a doctor at that time and they'll have a lot of income. So we wouldn't say that that person is insolvent necessarily because they can service their debt and in the future they're going to have a greater income. So when it comes to a personal net worth statement, what sort of assets are we going to be putting on there? I just mentioned someone studying to be a doctor. So does that mean that we put on there our college degree that we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars obtaining and that becomes the balancing asset to our outstanding student loan? No, we don't do that. Uh, basically, what bankers and lenders are interested in only on your personal net worth statement would be tangible assets because the way they look at it is they're saying, hmm, if we make a loan to this person, what is their ability to bring further resources into this business if things don't go well? Or conversely, what things can we go after as far as collateral if they can't repay the loan? So... When it comes to the assets on your personal net worth statement, we want they want you to list out the actual things that you have that are real and have tangible value. So these would be things like real estate, if you own a house, things like a car, things like investment accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the way that they look at these things that you put on is going to be differing depending on which institution you're dealing with. So for example, um, if you put on your personal net worth statement that your house is worth 300,000 uh, because you feel you could sell it for that, the banker may adjust that for what they feel might be the cost of selling, like a real estate agent's commission, for example. If you put on that you have a car, for example, um, they may discount that too. 
because cars are depreciating assets and they fall in price rather quickly, right? And so um, I've seen people put different things on a personal net worth statement to try to make it look as good as possible. The most optimistic value for their home, for example. Um, they might also put something on there like personal effects being worth $30,000, being their, I don't know, wardrobe, jewelry, who knows, right? Um, so those things are usually pretty highly discounted by by a banker. They they don't want to have to auction off, uh, you know, your rings and your earrings and and your you know paintings and things, unless that you happen to be a person who actually has personal effects that are of true and measurable value. Like if you bought a painting at an auction, uh, you know, put on by Sotheby's, and you can have a receipt saying that yeah, I paid you know, a hundred grand for that painting or whatever, then, then they may consider putting that as part of your personal net worth. Now, um, they will also examine the things that are, that you're putting into your personal net worth statement. So I've got a banker friend who said that, uh, they started looking into it when they realized one day that one of their business owning clients put his house on his personal net worth statement. And only later did they realize that he had moved the house into a family trust some years earlier. The customer probably didn't even think of that. To him, it's his house, but he actually doesn't have the title to it anymore. He put it within a family trust structure to protect it from people like the bankers if they ever wanted to go after it. So that can't be on the personal net worth statement. Now, does it make a difference if you own your car and have a loan against it, You know, meaning you can put the value of the car and then the outstanding loan as a liability, or if you lease a car? Well, in my experience, if you lease a car, they often won't let you put it as an asset, but they may include the balance of payments outstanding as a liability. So that kind of strategy may actually work against you if you're just thinking about juicing up your personal net worth statement. In fact, probably the most reliable way to boost your personal net worth when it comes to cars is to do what we instinctively know makes the most sense, which is to buy a used car that's pretty much already depreciated and pay cash for it. So we have no debt. And that truly becomes a free and clear asset. Cars in general, though, just aren't really good assets. Really what the bankers want to see is they want to see cash. They want to see investment accounts. They want to see real estate um, and they are going to discount them. So for example, a few years ago when I was doing my own application for a mortgage, I had put on my personal net worth statement, the value of my business now, can my business be sold? No. But what I just did is I put the cash balance in my business bank account and I just said, I own this business and this is the cash. The banker asked me, they said, oh, you you have that cash in your business? And I said, yeah. And they said, well, if you take it out, you're going to have to pay taxes. So they just, they marked it down right there because that money had yet to be taxed because here where I live, you know, as long as the money stays in there, it's okay. But when you take it out, you face taxation. And so they discounted it to that tune, to that amount. So it can be difficult. I mean, I know some people have told me stories of going to mortgage brokers and, and people like that who will give people advice on how to juice up their personal net worth statement, but it will be examined. So don't ever lie. Don't ever put anything on there that you know can't be substantiated because if they catch you in something like that, then that in itself could completely disqualify you for any kind of loan. So be as transparent and honest as possible and realize um, when you decide to do things like go to university, that you are going to be acquiring an intangible asset, which can't go on your personal net worth statement, but which will have a liability, which very much will go on your net worth statement. 
And so in my initial example with the doctor, um, a lot of young people who finish university who borrowed a lot to get their degrees, they're going to have negative personal net worth for an awfully long time. And this is one of the reasons why you really have to make sure when you decide to invest in something like a university education that you're going to be investing in something that is actually an investment that is going to lead to a higher income in the future. Um, otherwise, you're probably just signing on for a decade of negative personal net worth, which is going to seriously impair your ability to to borrow uh, in the future. You know, when you borrow a house to buy a house, the banker will look at that newly acquired asset and the liability that they're going to create with the mortgage. And it might make sense for you to acquire that house with the mortgage because it's going to help you move ahead and it could help eventually grow your personal net worth statement. But if you want to borrow to buy a business and there's goodwill, well, again, we're introducing a whole world of new intangibles that are not going to help you with your personal net worth, depending on how the lender looks at it. And so it's a much deeper question than simply saying, do this, don't do this, or here are the three keys to juicing up your personal net worth statement. The only thing that I can guarantee you is going to improve your personal net worth statement is if you live below your means, pay your bills on time, eliminate high interest debts as quickly as possible so that you can present something that shows that you have liquidity, which means freely movable cash, not in retirement registered accounts like 401ks, RRSPs, et cetera. Um, so you've got cash to contribute into a deal. You've got assets that do appreciate in value like investments or a house or other real estate and that you don't have a whole long list of different high interest credit cards amongst your liabilities. So keep it clean, keep it simple, and make sure that your net worth is growing every month by controlling how you spend. Anyway, um, if you like the video, click the thumbs up, please hit subscribe. And um, if you don't want to miss any of my videos, you should be heading over to davidcbarnettlist.com where you could sign up to my email list. You can also find that on my blog site, davidcbarnett.com. And if you're looking at one day buying a business and you want to be properly prepared and learn how to manage risk, head on over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can learn how I help people buy a business and learn more about the online course that I offer there. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Cheers.